Hello and welcome everyone to the For the Geeks podcast for <laughs> What are you doing? Someday, in some month, in some year, somewhere in some in, time, in someone's ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, nice your host, <laughs> I'm your host, Johnny. <laughs> Joining me today is Seeger. Another two what for up? episode. Everyone else is busy, so you get us today again. Hope you guys enjoy it. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about all sorts of fun things like Star Wars yeah. news. Yes. Some other information concerning a certain movie about a certain Italian plumber. And Woo-hoo! yes, if God willing, maybe some video game stuff eventually. But for now, thanks for tuning in. Wherever you're listening at, on any podcast service, on any system, on any place, thank you for tuning in. We record this episode once every week or so. The the our timeline just gets worse and worse. There is it no does. consistency, and it sucks ass sometimes. <laughs> like my streaming, but you know what? We're here. We're trying. I, I think that counts for something. Yeah, but if you think we're doing a good job counting for something. Go ahead and follow us. There's a link below, a link tree. Go ki- go click it. It's got all of our socials. It's got all of our things at YouTube, at Twitch, and everywhere else that you can go and click and follow us and give us a little bit of support. Just a tiny wee bit of support. Just tiny, to make us a little bit, a little bit bigger. Remember, everyone, that one inch counts a lot. So it does. Without further ado. Who's a dude? You a dude. You're a dude. Okay. We're all dudes. There's no girls here. Obviously, everyone's a dude here. You're a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Yeah. Anyway. Reminds me of the I Am Ninja stuff from back in the day on YouTube. Oh, but that's Good Burger. Good Burger. The one I was quoting. Well, Keenan, Kel was saying it was either in Good Burger or was in Keenan Kel's show. Speaking of Good Burger, actually, you just reminded me. How do you feel about that sequel coming out? I'm excited. The first movie was awesome. I love the, they're a great comedic duo. I fucking love Keenan and Kel. I don't, it's unfortunate that they had some drama for years, but I'm happy like they finally squashed it and they came together so they can make an awesome movie purely for nostalgia and, you know, just being awesome as a team again. Yeah, that's how it happens. I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for Geek Burger. So, what did you want to talk about? You were very adamant about something. Tell us what you've been up to. Oh, oh yeah. So it's been a while. Myself. Um, no. Um, I've been uh, toys. So recently I bought my wallet, got a hole in it because, you know, I keep buying toys. Mm. So I recently bought a new diorama that was, I got it for 70 bucks thanks to my friend's discount. I could give you diarrhea and, um, for free. Nope, that's diorama. Okay. <laughs> I already have diarrhea. Um, diorama. Which it basically looks like the back alley of like a Tatooine mm-hmm. uh, spaceport or whatever. So it looks super cool. I have sand that I can use on the floor to make the figures look better. Do you have like whole, literal huh? sand? Like literal actual yeah. sand? I used to have sand. <clears throat> I, there used to be sandbags on my old uh, boxing bag stand to hold it down. But then we sold it. So now we just have a sandbag. So I can just pull the sand out and put it on the in the diorama. <laughs> Where's the sandbag located? It's sitting outside in the sun right now. Okay. It's not. I was anything. just curious because I was just like, you just have <laughs> sand in your room chilling no. just to hang out or whatever in the future i'd like to design my room to have diorama shit everywhere that'd be perfect but that could help i 
it might not be the right sand because this this is literally sand sand. I mean, I mean compared to like figurine sand, which is like super fine and it just looks super soft. I might oh, have to buy that instead. The, so it, so it kind of like matches in with the scale of it. Yeah, like if yeah, you take yeah. pictures of real sand, it looks kind of like block. Like you yeah, can see the if rocks. It's, if it's that, yeah, if it's that close to a photo versus us standing on sand, it looks yeah, it looks like smooth and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, I get you because we're bigger. But yeah, so I have that, mm-hmm. and I also bought. <clears throat> I recently got a Mara Jade figure, which is uh, not canonical. Uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh, is a really cool character, Mara Jade Skywalker. And then I also bought this Mandalorian uh, uh, multi-pack, which had Mando, Ahsoka, and Grogu all in one. So that was worth it because it gave me all the accessories for the characters, which Mm -hmm. is what I needed. Because unfortunately, when it comes to figure buying, sometimes it's like, okay, I want the Darksaber. But I have to buy Moff Gideon to get the dark saber. They don't just individually sell that makes sense. the dark saber. I'd have to go to a third party site and buy it that way. And they're going to mark up not. the price on it anyways. Yeah, yeah they'll be like, "This is ten dollars." Like the fuck, I'll just buy the figure. Um, you should I, just I need buy the, the figure, figure anyway. Moff Gideon, I will. Cool. He is. Um, and then I went to eBay to buy three D printed ones because I don't have a three D <clears> printer. Um, and like I ordered it from like India or whatever. But basically, <clears> they three D printed clutter. So like crates and barrels and big objects that could take up the frame. So it looks more believable instead of just an empty diorama set. Um, And then speaking of figures, uh, because, you know, Star Wars, we're talking about Star Wars. uh, Star Wars Celebration is happening this weekend. For those of you who don't know, it's it's the biggest convention, a Star Wars convention Mm -hmm. in the world. It is. Uh, This year it's in London. Last year was Anaheim that I went to. Um, and probably the following year, it'll either be in Chicago or it'll be in Florida. And then the year after that, it'll be in Chicago or Florida. And then we'll come back to SoCal. That's how they do it. They rotate four cities. That's good. Um, that's nice because that makes it easier for the international communities to be able to exactly pull in revenue into their cities of those places. And on top of that, be able to kind of like move around and yeah, different setting at each time. You're not always like stuck in the same stale place. Yeah. But I bring it up because there was a Hasbro, there was a Hasbro Pulse uh, panel uh, for the Black Series figures, which is what I buy. They're the six-inch figures, mm-hmm. um, and they released a shit ton that's going to really burn a deep hole in my wallet. Oh, really? So they released that they're working on. There's six new figures that are in the process of being made. You mm-hmm. have Battle Damage General Grievous from Battlefront 2 with cool. the two lightsabers and the and the damaged chest with fire inside after Obi-Wan shot him. Then you have Ken- Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the fourth figure from the Kenobi TV show um, mm-hmm. with his final outfit that you see in the last scene mm-hmm. of the show, which is white with like a brown overcoat and goggles mm-hmm. when he walks up to Luke and says, hello there. Um, then you have Ghost Force Ghost Liam Neeson. You have Pre Vizla, the previous owner of the Dark Saber from the Clone Wars. Then you have Battle Damaged Darth Vader, finally getting a six-inch um, lower quality version because all the other versions are three hundred dollars and up for uh, and they're um, they're twelve-inch scale. Mm. And then you have the Clone com- uh, Commander Apo, which is from the Clone Wars as well. So those six, I'm gonna buy. Plus, they're having the Force Ghosts of Anakin, 
Ben Kenobi and Yoda at the end of Return of the Jedi. That those figures have already been made. They just need to be sold, uh, sent out. I have a question. What not? Yeah. How do up? you make a Force Ghost figure? Like, how do you make it so that you can see through them? Is it literally just a turquoise tinted character? No. What you um. So basically, I need to throw this up here in the video, but basically, I'll send. If you it look to right you, here, I'll throw it on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> For now, I'll send it here in Discord. It looks like this. Um, they're wearing see-through blue clothing, so it looks that's like it? they're. Kind so are of they naked, naked that's, underneath? That's all it? they can really. No, they're not. Look at the photo. Oh, you sent it. Um, oh, if I do that, yeah, we're gonna lose. We're, I'm gonna lose camera. Where's my phone? Yeah, just look on your phone. Um, if I go to Yak Face, if I go to Yak Face, Yak Face is awesome. If I go to his Twitter, I can find a higher quality version because the guy who actually takes pictures of these uh, gets gets it posted on. The web. here, uh, I'll send a better I one. I can see it. It kind of looks a little here. Look, here's a better one. This is a higher quality photo. Yeah, that's, that's how they do Force Ghosts in the figure lines. They do it like that. Uh. The Yoda one looks about okay. There we go. There, that's what I'm missing. Okay. Yeah. See, that looks like good. The the heads are like solid, and then the rest of the bodies are like see through. That's what I figured. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I figured it would be something like that. That's that's what I meant by like it's, it's gonna fucking, be turquoise tinted. Yeah, it was cool. And then the next one, I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll send this one also to you. They actually so there's two models of of Cad Bane in in circulation already. Mm-hmm. One's from Clone Wars. One is from uh, Book of Bo- uh, One is from uh, Bad Batch, mm-hmm. and now I just sent it in Discord again. This is the Book of Boba Fett live action version of Cad Bane, and I'm really excited to buy this one because I want to use him with the Book of Boba Fett figure that I have. Um, and also, let's see who else. Black Chrysanthemum also has a figure that I pre that I pre ordered that's coming out later this year, which is great. Because mm-hmm. before they made a before this figure, the deluxe figure mm-hmm. of Black Chrysanthemum, um, they uh, had just a black version of Chewbacca's model, which pissed off everyone because Hasbro was being a cheapskate. Like this is a different Chrysanthemum is buff, mm-hmm. Chewie is skinny. There is a distinct difference in these two Wookies, and Hasbro was cutting fucking corners and yeah. shit. And everyone it basically just it. looked like Chewie. Yeah, it was a black Chewie. It's like, what the fuck is this, Hasbro? It was stupid. So I'm excited for that. And I'm also excited. Here's another one. Um, this is the Rebels model slash Battlefront 2 skin model of the old master variant of Darth Maul. Meaning this is Darth Maul at the end of his time. This is exactly what he looks like. And uh, it, it's fucking cool. I can't wait to get that model as well and try to recreate the twin sun scene, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't seen Rebels. The only spoilers I care about are Star Wars related. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> or Lord of the Rings. But <sighs> that is what I'm really excited for in terms of the figures. Um, on top of a whole bunch of other um, Hasbro releases that are coming out, like the N1 Starfighter, mm-hmm. the Vintage Series uh, collections coming out, uh, the Mandalorian Silver version. Um, they have a new Imperial Guard um, Black Series model, which mm-hmm. is great with a removable cloak. A new R2-D2 that looks like it should be a deluxe figure, but is not, which is crazy. Um, a new Darth Vader with a removable helmet, as uh-huh. well as... Uh, 
a brand new Luke Skywalker figure from Return of the Jedi because this is the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So this year, two Luke or um, I don't know when this this Luke is coming out. It says pre-order available April 11th, which I'll pre-order. I don't know when the release is because I'm already getting the Mandalorian version of Luke, which is uh, the Jedi Master mm-hmm. uh, Luke, according to lore. And the Return of the Jedi one is the Jedi Knight version where he doesn't have robes. He just has black leather and like an open um, collar right here. Mm. But I'm really excited for these toys and stuff. The only couple things I need to make my scene better is to add the correct sand. And I need a fog machine because even though I have. Did you buy those for like super cheap? I can. It's like it's like thirty bucks, and then I have to buy, pay like twenty dollars for like a bottle of fog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about the fog, fog machine? Like you have a little bottle with fucking clap inside of it. it. That's like a magic fucking like a magic potion, <laughs> like canned canned rainstorm. Here you go. Um, no, but it's cool because with the fog machines, when it comes to toys versus like, okay, I need this on stage or at a party, you just turn it, you press it for like one second to give a little spurt. That's enough fog to just last you for like an hour. It'll just sit there in the scene. If there's no wind current in your house for that's whatever cool. reason. And yeah, that's enough fog. So to it's carry like heavy. House. Yeah. It's really thick, which is what I need for shots. Cause I like having that dynamic lighting, uh, either being like a sunset or like a overhead light or some shit. Yeah. Um, so that, that stuff I'm looking forward to. And that's, that's what I'm looking at that stuff, checking out the new, Star Wars content, like the Ahsoka trailer. Oh yeah. Looks fucking great. Looks if you guys cool. haven't, if you listeners haven't watched any of the animated series because you're using the stupid logic of I'm an adult. Why do I have to watch animation? You're missing out on some of the best storytelling that Lucas and Filoni put out there. Yeah. The benefits of using animation over live action. You don't pay the characters. You pay the voice actors and the voice is already there. You don't have to pay the characters to react. You just pay the animator and be like, ah, scrap this animation. Let's do this again versus paying a million dollars a second for a live action actor to do something or whatever. That's an over, over dramatization, but I, I, I it get is, what you but mean. It's simple. Yeah. That's why Filoni likes animation better. He can go back, edit it perfectly, mm-hmm. and then he can send it out versus calling back an actor and going through all those fucking, uh, um, uh, uh, obstacles mm-hmm. just to get them back on screen or whatever, or phone it in because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Pedro Pascal does that anyway. I was going to say, uh, yeah. Filoni is actually directing one of the episodes of Ahsoka, right? As well yes. as one of the That's ones for his, Skeleton yeah. Crew, no? Yeah, he's definitely doing it for Ahsoka. He, I mean, he came up on the list of directors because yeah. Ahsoka is his baby. That's his everything. Makes sense. Um, and for those listeners who don't know, Okay, uh, Filoni's also direct. Uh, three new movies got announced. There are no dates, mm-hmm. which is great because that was Disney's first problem with Marvel and Star Wars was announcing dates but before a script. Yeah, but now they just announced. Okay, we have three ideas on the table. First idea is, I think it's called Dawn of the Force, or it's, yes, it's around yes. that twenty five thousand years before any Star Wars lore. Nobody knows anything about it because no lore exists in star Wars past the old Republic. Mm-hmm. So it's a fresh slate. It'll be technically, technically it'll probably be about the creation of the Sith because the Sith, according to story anywhere, the Sith were the first species to possess the force. 
So, and the Jedi came much later. So this will probably just be about ancient species discovering the force. Mm-hmm. My theory is some, a bunch of species came to this galaxy and discovered the force and, and it imbued it itself within those species, thus creating a whole chain mm-hmm. of force users. That's my theory on how it could go. It'll probably be different, but that makes the most sense to me. Do you think um, it's going to follow the story of the first Jedi or is it going to be follow the story of the Sith learning the force? It'll probably be, well, I mean, we don't even know who the first Jedi was. Yeah, exactly. It'll probably be about the Sith with the force um, because most likely, most likely when it comes, if you look at history or anything at all, mm-hmm. what happens when you find something new, you want it for yourself and you want to control people with it mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, it, what's, um, what is that? The, the perfect example, um, the gods must be crazy. That movie where these natives uh, in, 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 in this, I forgot where the hell it is. Some jungle, mm-hmm. they, an airplane, somebody throws a Coke bottle, a glass bottle out of an airplane mm-hmm. and it lands in this indigenous tribe and they don't, they've never seen it. So they use it as a tool and then they start fighting over it because they want it. It's new and special. Yeah. My, that's my theory. That's how it's going to go for the dawn of the force because people are like, Oh, I have this power. Power should belong to me. And then that's going to create the the building blocks for the Sith and the Jedi. Mm. So it'll probably follow something like that. Um, do you have anything more to say on that? Or? Well, I, my, my thought on it is that it, in most likelihood, it'll probably be a story about the first Jedi. So I'm assuming it's going to be that the first Jedi comes under whatever the rule of the Sith is. And it, just off of guessing, it's probably going to be something about, oh, it's some slave or whatever being controlled by the Sith overlords and decided to stand up one day. It turns into one of those, like another revolution rebellion kind of thing. But this person's special because they can do what their masters can do. We found yeah. a child of prophecy, blah, 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 blah. Somehow mm-hmm. they'll, they'll tie it into that. I'm assuming I get, I think that that would be my best guess for what it would be just because people typically in historically don't always follow the stories of the villains. Oh maybe yeah, an yeah. anti-hero, maybe an anti-hero works, especially in the Star Wars case. But most of the time, these stories end up being about the the heroes, not so much. Yeah, about yeah, the I, get, I get that. That's 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 why like a Darth Bane series would be perfect. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because then people could uh, learn to understand. The only the instance that started, or I guess in television, according to Brian Cranston, started the whole trend of okay, now we like the villain as the main character was Breaking Bad because Vince Gilligan came to. Uh, Brian Cranston with the idea of this story is going to be about a bad guy. And Brian Cranston immediately was like, this is going to work. Nobody cares about the bad guy. And he's like, no, 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 no. You have to wait. He's going to turn bad over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. First, he's a good person. And then he starts to get bad. Yeah. And then you'll understand. The things that affect what, a, what yeah. becomes a villain, what makes a villain. Exactly. And it worked perfectly for that story. Mm. So if, if we could do that, I mean, there definitely is that in the Darth Bane trilogy as to how people could sympathize with a villain or whatever. So that, 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 that there's definitely room on the table for those kind of stories, but they're oh, probably yeah. going to stick to the Jedi thing because Jedi are what. Yeah. It's what drives Disneyland. Sympathize with, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sympathize more with the Jedi when it comes to star Wars. Um, but the second movie that was announced was a Manoverse movie mm-hmm. directed by Dave Filoni. Now, this is supposed to tie up all of the current 
and I guess future uh, or no current um, Disney Plus show. So mm-hmm. it'll tie together Mandalorian. It'll tie together Ahsoka. It'll tie together even might even tie together Skeleton Crew. It'll tie together um, you know and Book of Boba Fett. All of that will be tied into this finale of the movie, which I'm excited for because Filoni's directing it. So it should have in theory uh, be really good. Yes, because he's Lucas's apprentice. Um, so that one I'm looking forward to. And then the third one that was announced that I'm most disappointed for because they said they were done with the Skywalker. Oh, the new, they're not. Yeah. The new movie takes place 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. Mm. uh, Daisy Ridley's coming back as a Jedi master. I don't mind that. I'll be the first one to say it. I don't mind that. I am not interested in it whatsoever. I didn't like her character. I didn't. I I, I have no qualms with the actress. I liked it's the character in the writing. It was terrible. I liked her character before they started retconning everything and changing things to make it kind of what it became. It's I don't know what the original version or original story of her was going to be, but I did not like the fact that they circled back around with the whole, uh, you know, the whole thing at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I feel like it has a potential because it's allowing them to create a brand. And again, a brand new story that doesn't have to revolve around the original sets of movies. No, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'd love to have that, which is why I like the mm. first, which is what the Dawn of the Force, is the first one to do that. This mm. continuation is still tied to Skywalker because she claims herself as a Skywalker. She, she does. And but, she's a part of the universe. But it, it's it, the whole Skywalker drama has revolved basically around Palpatine and Anakin or, or in the Skywalker clan, I guess you could call it. Yeah. For the whole Palpatine for the whole story. span of the series of the movies. At yeah. this point, you have a way to kind of sure a Skywalker is still involved in that sense, but you're able to kind of tell these stories of new of a new age, a new generation of Jedi and or Sith that you can actually be creative with. Have this creative story where you go in and create new characters for people who maybe are not willing to go back and watch all these other ones that also aren't happy with how the sequels turned out. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you the building blocks and the foundation to create something new, which is what I think a lot of the Star Wars series needs because it's sitting yeah. so so hard in this stale zone of we rely on this, this, and this. This kind of uh, three-point system where it's like we rely on these whiny heroes that turn into like... Yeah, that's get to this exactly. point of their, their like conflict of interest to I'm a good guy. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. That is the Star Wars formula. Yeah. It is, let's have a whiny-ass character. People hate them, and then after a while, they grow to love them because that's how that's how heroes are fucking made in the eyes of George Lucas, apparently. Uh-huh. I um, mean, it, he makes a good point. It worked for the first first series. It, it even worked for, for Luke, prequel. it worked for Anakin, and it worked for Ahsoka. It especially worked for Ahsoka. Mm. I fucking hated her when she was first introduced, and then I'm like, okay, I like, and it worked for Ezra Bridger, too. Mm. Um, I hated them all initially. Actually, mm. no, I didn't hate. I didn't hate Luke initially. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, but he was a whiny fuck. Yeah. And people, whenever people are like, "Oh, uh, you know, this character's Anakin's too whiny," I'm like, "His his son is whiny, <laughs> like father, so like, like, father son. like son." <laughs> yeah, and his apprentice, Anakin's apprentice, is fucking whiny yeah. too. Um, so there is Shit. that. Ben Skywalker was whiny too. <laughs> 
He was a terrible fucking character. I hated Kylo Ren and people like, Oh, I love him. I'm like, why? His main objective was I want to get strong. Like Vade, like my grandpa, Darth Vader, because I'm an emo ass teenager for whatever reason. How did Vader wanted to be powerful so he could save Padme and keep her alive and make sure nothing happens to her. Kylo's MO I want to be powerful. Why? Why do you have the desire to be? You don't have any conviction behind it. Why? Because Luke almost killed you because you were uh, uh, you were uh, touching the dark side through your dreams or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. come on, fucking grow up. And then uh, I personally don't like Ray because, yes, yeah, she's a Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it in terms of training, all the other whiny care, all the other MCs, Anakin, how many years did he spend training? Mm-hmm. He went from being, you know, a 10 year old or whatever. And he spent like 12, 15 years training to mm-hmm. get as good as he is to be the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Luke spent four fucking years mm-hmm. training with the grand master of all Jedi mm-hmm. on becoming a Jedi Knight. And even then he wasn't a Jedi Knight until he defeated his father, mm-hmm. according to uh, Yoda's um, statements. And how long did it take Ray to get to how good she is? It took her close to a year. and. She Are you was sure it was only a year? Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't that many years that took place between uh, Force Awakens, like the end of Force Awakens when she meets Luke and The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. There was hardly any of that. It wasn't. Yeah. Hmm. And at the same time, Leia wasn't the best teacher either because she gave up mid training to go lead you know the resistance and whatever to be a general because technically mm-hmm. that's what she does in the expanding universe anyway she's trained and then she drops the jedi training to go be a leader in the rebel alliance or whatever um and she no doesn't follow the path to jedi mm-hmm. so that's that's where they pulled that story from but again ray didn't have that much train which explains why she's shitty at lightsaber combat because they didn't have the nice training of the prequels and Kylo, I don't know how what kind of training he's had, mm-hmm. um, but he's also terrible. So that's that's why I don't like Ray. She's too powerful because she's a Palpatine. Like I, I don't care that she's a clone of Palpatine because her. That was a cop out. I, I didn't. I agree. It was. That was a whole big old thing that I didn't like about it. They could yeah, have made her a lot more interesting than that. At least with the man. At least with Mando, and at least with Bad Batch, they are few. They are fixing the plot hole of Ray being a Palpatine in the sense of they're putting emphasis on the cloning aspect for Mm -hmm. two reasons. Palpatine wants an extra body so he can continue being alive and ruling. And two, he's trying to create Ray because Ray was created by one of his defective clones that had, that banged some random lady and created Ray. So that's, that's what they're doing. They're, they're all, all, all fingers are pointed towards, Towards that outcome, which I'm fine because it fills in that plot hole of where the hell he came from. It still won't make, make me appreciate the sequels. Because no, no, no. I mean, the yeah, sequels blah, blah, blah. weren't done perfectly. The characters, they had the they had the building blocks. They had the <laughs> things they needed to make a really good story out of it. And there are plenty of different ways that, you know, subjectively everyone could say, oh, uh, or I guess objectively, you could say like, oh, it would have been better this way. It would have been better that way. But. Uh, at the end of the day, they had what they needed and they didn't they couldn't capitalize off of making characters interesting like yeah, Finn, Finn and Oscar, uh, Jonathan Boyega and 
Oscar Isaac's characters were good. They were good characters. Were I actually good. cared about their characters to I some extent. Too. But then you have like the way that they, there's this strange forced relationship between Finn and Ray and Ray and Kylo and just it, oh yeah, I hated that. Like, what the fuck is this shit? That, it felt very pushy. It felt very much like oh, we're gonna we have to make this part of it because every there's a there's a romance in every one of the in the series. Like, we have to have one here. Yeah, they could have easily just foregone that and focused on telling the story of like the end of the line of Skywalkers in a sense. And they still could have done what they wanted to do with Ray taking up the Skywalker name. Like she does by just having them do that without her having to be so closely related to the problem. Yeah. There's one thing I would have requested that every fan would have requested in the sequels that would have made them a little bit more bearable Mm -hmm. and had one more point to the scale out of 10 to make it a better movie or Mm -hmm. any of them better movie was to have, Luke, Leia, and Han on screen together mm-hmm. one last time. They couldn't nice. even fucking manage that before Carrie Fisher died. It's like, how hard was it for you? You were banking on nostalgia. You literally retold uh-huh. A New Hope with high, better technology, and you couldn't get all three of them on screen one last time. What the fuck were you doing, J.J. Abrams? It's... Stupid. It, to be fair, like again, we there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that normal consumers wouldn't see. Well, you oh, know, there's that. scheduling conflicts, uh, uh, contracts that you have to get through to the agents, to the actors, and agreements upon those contracts. This and that, blah 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 blah. And it depends on how much Disney felt like spending on a series. No, so I get that. you know, it, that, but, that, there's definitely a lot of stuff they could have done it. That there must have been a way to make it happen, but. Well, there probably was, but Kathleen Kennedy definitely just intervened. Like, no, we're going to tell it this way. To she be fair, to be fair, I I guess the way that they wanted to tell the story was they wanted it separate and independent of that, you know, getting all three of them together. So it, it, it gives you more of that feeling that there is a fallout like that. That actually made me feel like, yeah, there's been some fallout with the old with the old like resistance people. Yeah, sure. Uh, Leia's out there still fighting the good fight. Han really doesn't give two shits. He's doing his Han thing, and then Luke is having his fucking crybaby Luke moment. moment. Yeah, I hated that. It, that was the thing that killed me the most is that I expected him to be a real Jedi Master, and That's, maybe not, yeah. maybe not being his like you know twenty something year old self hiding out on a planet. Like that, yeah. that, that's the part that I was just like, come on, dude. He did what he had to do to become a master. He went through the master thing. And then this one little incident. Oh, yeah. Causes it wasn't him to go bad. be like, it wasn't even that bad. An incident. it's like, oh, I almost killed my, my, my apprentice for yeah. some, from, for him not controlling his anger. Like do better. That's what you're supposed to do. You're a master. Yeah. Do better. You fucking Yoda trained hundreds of thousands of Jedi over his 900 year lifespan. Do you think he fucking gave up? He only gave up because Sidious played his Trump card and obliterated the Jedi. And he realized we fucked up, but that was after many, many years of training incredible Jedi. Yeah. And Luke was a badass in the original trilogy. He was a badass in the Mandalorian. They could have projected that. I was going to say, yeah, even in, even in, in return of the Jedi, you saw that he had some form of like control. Like he had, he had that cool collectedness that a typical Jedi Knight of what you would expect during high Republic times or not high Republic, um, like uh, rise of the empire times to have. 
Yeah. Like that, yeah, like, that last section of Jedi Council, like that he had made he had the makings of those kinds of masters. Yeah, too many people I've met I've, I've argued with several people that are like that's, you know, Luke is okay being that way in the movies. I'm like no he isn't because again, Luke wouldn't give up that easily. The Luke that we know and love. Yeah, yeah. When he didn't give up on trying to save his father, who is the most powerful, trying to kill him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So why would he just give up on his fucking grandson on, on Vader's grandson? Like why would he just give up? Because he almost killed him. You, you, you're dealing with one of the most powerful Sith Lords in history Mm -hmm. and you're trying to convert him back to light side because of your father. But this is your nephew Mm -hmm. and you can't fucking fix him. Come on, man. Yeah. Work, do better. The, Luke. So fucking Ryan Johnson. Again, coming back to aside from the sequels themselves, coming back to the whole oh, yeah, starting yeah. a new series with Ray. I have. I have a new hope in this Stop. series. <laughs> and, I, and I hope that it won't just be a retelling of the same fucking three movies we've seen three times. Yeah. I would really appreciate them to. I would really appreciate if Disney and Lucasfilm actually works act, actively works to making a unique, brand new story that doesn't have to revolve around this like shadows of old trilogy. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, and again, Ray's not a terrible character. Daisy Ridley is a you know is a good actor. She's not a terrible character. There's ways to fix her as they move forward. The thing, the thing they have to do the most is find a way to take Ray's character out of the front light. She has to be that Yoda analog, in a sense. Yeah, she's going to have to be, because one of the things I didn't like about her the most was she spent the entire fucking sequel trying to figure out who she was. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we get it for the first movie, mm-hmm. trying to figure out who you are. And then you just carry it on the entire fucking time mm-hmm. just to find out you're, you're a partial clone of Palpatine. It's like, okay, we don't mm-hmm. care. Develop a different story arc. Mm-hmm. Anakin, Ahsoka, Ezra, and fucking Luke didn't have the qualm of who am I? Where did I come from? Yes, they all lost yeah. their parents or some shit happened, but they moved the fuck on. The whole point, I can't, I hate that that was the driving force mm-hmm. of her story arc. It just doesn't work, especially if it carries over for three movies. Like, close that shit up in the first movie. Yeah. Move on, you know, learn on, try to learn how to be a, an actual Jedi, not who am I the whole fucking time. So, uh, I, she needs to stay in the background. I hope she is. I yeah. hope she's not the central focus. That it, would be nice. I, I feel like she will have to be part of the central focus in the first one. But it, again, it is definitely that she has to play that, <laughs> that's that tertiary character to the main protagonist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If she, um, I, I swear to God, if they bust another Obi-Wan fucking fighting Darth Vader on the Death Star at the end of that movie, I'm going to be so mad because it's just like, dude, we saw this coming years <laughs> before did. you even yeah, made yeah. the movie. Please, please, please just try something new. Try yeah, something yeah. new because any, if anything, at the end of the day, people are going to be happier that you tried to do something new and creative than you yes. trying to copy something that was great and making something that is not that great out of it. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But digressing that, going back to the figures, I forgot to mention the Bad Batch Season 2 figures also got released. And Mm -hmm. they look fucking fantastic. So that's another $150 out of my wallet because I need to buy all six of them. Um, Well, five are the Bad Batch. The other one is a Commando. But still, I can't wait to fucking 
uh, uh, buy that shit either. That's going to be super duper um, fantastic and whatnot. And I actually saw a leaked trailer mm-hmm. of the Acolyte, which would be interesting. And for listeners that don't know what the little backstory is of the Acolyte, um, the Acolyte takes place 100 years before the Phantom Menace. The entire plot is, you know, everything's all hunky-dory, but then um, the Jedi at the time, they sense a big danger coming out of nowhere during this incredible time of peace and whatnot. Nobody knows what it could be because technically the Sith aren't around, Mm -hmm. according to the Jedi. So my theory is Darth Plagueis will make an appearance here Mm -hmm. and we'll see a younger version of of Sheev Palpatine. Yes. Learning or at least at least glimpses of the puppet mastery at work or whatever, which yeah. is great because I would love to see a live action version of Darth Plagueis. We can oh, finally yeah. see this guy that he's talked about Absolutely. in the fucking third movie. It'll be great. Um, so I'm excited for that. And the skeleton crew one, which is aimed for children, but I'm still gonna watch it. It has Jude Law. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a skeleton crew, you have 10 kids plus one adult trying to navigate in space on a derelict spaceship. That's all we have in terms of story. So they have to work together as a skeleton crew, basically to keep themselves alive while they're in some part of the star Wars universe. And I don't know how that's going to tie into the rest of the stories and whatnot, but I'm excited either way for more star Wars. Raise one of the kids. Itself. <laughs> that would, that would, that'd be weird. I'd rather be not. Funny. No. Oh man, I did see something actually Star Wars related the other day. Um, there's this post about um, what's it called? Oh, shit, um, I don't remember if it's Black Star Virus, but something uh, something about that. It was a uh, it's an old Star Wars book about this uh, Imperial ship that was like overcome by this like nasty virus that like oh, fucked up all the, of the Death Trooper yes. book. Yeah, the zombies. Yeah, I saw Basically I saw a little thing of that on Instagram the other day, and I was like, "Oh, that looks fucking insane!" And I, I was like, "That sounds like a really that would be a really fucking cool story to put into Star Wars. Something that's It'd so be rated off, R. It would, it would, but it would be something that's off the off the beaten path of what they're used to, off the yeah. off the that creative hunk of bullshit that they're stuck on. Yes, that would no, be I really totally, fun. I, I totally agree. That that that's a book. Um, I need to read the little um, I'm trying to think. I, I think the virus was created by the empire and it was just, it was man-made and it was um, it backfired and mm-hmm. it ended up killing the, the star destroyer and, you know, infecting all the stormtroopers with a zombie virus with the zombie virus. So yeah, that's, that's all I know about that story without spoiling it too much for people. Mm-hmm. That, that alone looks really too cool. Cause I remember seeing, a couple of those cosplays at celebration oh, cool. uh, last year, which was cool. There were, there were stormtroopers that had broken helmets walking like zombies with blood splatters and, and uh, uh, blood uh, painted on their helmets like that. Nice. And I was like, this is really cool. These are the death troopers. They're awesome. Even though technically um, non death troopers anymore. mean something else. Well, they're not can I don't know if they're canon at all. Um I thought they were. I thought it was a book. I thought it was a story about um what do you call it? No, the term death trooper is different. The uh, death troopers no. are, are like they're um they're the ones in Rogue One. They're the ones that wear all black yeah. that have the green the green dots on their helmet, uh the lights on their helmet. Um but 
if there was a story I'd love to see canon, it would be the Dark Apprentice. Um, no, not Dark Apprentice. The Dark Dark Disciple book of Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress um, because they have a love story. Mm. And Quinlan Voss is trying to help Asajj Ventress pull away from Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. And in the process, Quinlan falls to the dark side um, under Dooku. And then he, but, he man- but he manages to come back to... The light side, which mm. has never happened, because people are like, "One, you know, Yoda's like, once you fall, you can't come back." Did well, canonically, in this book, he was able to come back to the light side and be a Jedi Master again. Didn't Revan so, do that though? Yes, but he's not canon. Is he not? Boss is canon. Nope, just his name. As uh, his name is used in Rise of Skywalker as one of the Star Destroyers. That's it. Hmm. He would have been canon in in Clone Wars, but Lucas decided to cut him out of one of the episodes of the Mortis arc because oh, the one in, where they go and visit that temple and see all the holocrons and all that stuff and talk to old masters. No, the Mortis arc is the one where Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka get transported um, to some different plane of reality while st- still being in the star Wars universe. And they mm. talk to uh, the father, the son and the daughter, which they are imbo- they are physical embodiments of the force. The son is the physical embodiment mm-hmm. of the dark side. The father is a mixture of both, and the daughter is the light side. Mm-hmm. And in the cut scene, you have the and the son is the only person canonically who could use red force lightning. Mm-hmm. There's not been the single person in the entire series who could do that. Um, which uh, nobody knows what the meaning of the color is. But anyway, mm-hmm. the the cut scene basically shows the son cry uh, uh, falling apart because. He can't have what he wants because he, he wants to rule the galaxy and he goes to seek help from old masters mm-hmm. being Darth Revan uh, and Darth Bane mm-hmm. are actually present there. But he cut that out because it wouldn't fit into the story properly. And I can see why it wouldn't make any sense for him to go talk to speak to old masters for help if he is the physical embodiment of the dark side. Mm-hmm. So he's strong. He's literally he to tie into how powerful he is. There was a what if comic, I think it was called Clone Wars number seven, mm-hmm. where the sun corrupts Anakin to the point where Anakin embraces his dark side fully because the sun has the power to corrupt people. Mm-hmm. And they go to Coruscant. Palpatine senses his arrival, makes an alliance with Yoda, fights the sun and Anakin, and mm-hmm. they both die, mm-hmm. thus leaving the sun and Anakin to rule the galaxy. Uh, however they please. But that never came to fruition because Anakin didn't give in to the dark side on that planet uh, and they ended up killing um, the sun anyway. Um, but the point is uh, 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 with that whole, that whole series was, was um, that whole uh, arc was quite interesting. It really put a different spin on how you view um, the force and whatnot. But I, um, where was I going with this? <laughs> Uh, why did I? I forgot why I brought up the Mortis Sark. Um, I actually don't recall either. I forgot. Well, there goes my fucking train of thought. It just keeps escaping me. I think I was talking about some other shit. Yeah, I don't remember where. <laughs> what, where I don't know where about? my brain went. What the fuck just happened? Uh, I think we were why just talking about. Oh, we were talking about how Revan isn't canon. Oh yeah, it wouldn't fit also because the Sith don't have force ghosts. So mm. why the fuck would he be able to talk to him? But in Clone Wars in- season six, 
they, uh, Yoda spoke to the force go, the force ghost that was tied to the tomb of Darth Bane, mm-hmm. the revamped Darth Bane with the ugly samurai armor. He talked to him. So then it's like, okay, maybe the Sith can still stay alive in a certain way. I mean, I would assume like the they could. Because if, well, if if one side, if if the dark side and the light side are both are both two separate sides of the same coin, you have to assume that there is some sort of um give. Uh, there's some sort of like mirror to it. It's not necessarily one for one. Like, yo, I can force uh, stasis, but oh, I can force grip. It's basically the same kind of. It, it, do you follow what I'm trying to say? Like, it's the same kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. effective thing. It's just force stasis forces that full body stop in a pacifist way force choke chokes the shit out of you, but you definitely stopped. So like there oh, has to be at some branch actually, on it, a force ghost should eventually equal a Sith wraith or something like that. According to the internet, according to Wikipedia, which is always on point when it comes to facts, mm-hmm. um, they uh, Bane, that wasn't actually Darth Bane in the Clone Wars. That was an illusion. So mm. that's an illusion created by Darth Bane to be tied to his tomb. He's not, his essence isn't actually there mm-hmm. versus a Force Ghost because the Force Ghosts was discovered by Qui Gon. Qui Gon was able to teach Yoda mm-hmm. how to become a Force Ghost as well as Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, because, yeah, before that, Yoda didn't know. That's why Yoda went to Dagobah in season six was to listen to Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon was teaching him. He's like, I know how to extend your life and bind your essence to the force here in mm-hmm. this plane of reality. So because, yeah, Qui-Gon was the first one to discover that oh, okay, because so. of his knowledge with the living force. Sith cannot do that. Even as powerful as Palpatine was, he wasn't a force ghost. He just oh, yeah. transferred his consciousness from his exploding body to a clone during, you know, return of the Jedi or whatever. There could be to some extent a way for them to do it too. It just takes time. I would think so. I I would think just, just off of it, just that they, if if one person can do it, so can another. And there has to be a way uh, to tie that kind of same essence to the force. Essentially probably won't because they're pushing, because it pushes the, the um it pushes the side of only good guys can do this so if you want to live forever you have to be a good guy bad guys have to suffer once you're dead you're dead well i mean the only recollection of you is either you put part of yourself in a holocron mm-hmm. or you tied uh an illusion of your essence to an object yeah. somewhere else but so i was gonna say yeah. like it, even a force ghost cannot physically affect the world though right they're just there to be there no they can remember remember um yoda burned down the uh the old the tree in last jedi is that what he, he did bur- yeah he was there and he flicked his wrist or whatever and it set the tree on fire and luke's like what are you doing and he's like i we don't need that mm. it's like forget the old jedi text and whatever just move on and you know be different and shit i only saw that movie once so i don't even remember but, that part of the movie to be fair <laughs> but they can interact i mean they're speaking to people that are yeah. alive. That's 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 interaction enough to be talking to somebody. Okay, here. How about this? Would you would you also say then that Yoda is of a power level that higher than Qui-Gon or Obi-Wan or Anakin or maybe not Anakin, but a bit at least above the rest of them to be able to find a way to make it happen because it wasn't like he did anything more than start the fire. He couldn't 
because if he wanted to, he could have done a big show of power and just fucking black hole <laughs> the whole tree. There's no force ability called black hole, but you know still, what I mean. um, uh, yeah, but he died. He was uh, his prime had already passed. Prime Yoda could probably do that, but as a force ghost, you're pretty much limited to what how much of your essence you you leave behind, yeah, which isn't a lot, it's just enough exactly. to guide people. And exactly, so that's why I'm saying like a force ghost really can't affect too much by living forever, other than being able to influence people by the way that they talk, yeah, or at least give what was the word counsel, I guess you could say, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, because that's a different that's a different part of the force, too. There's the cosmic, which is the one that everyone sees that you move stuff with your, Mm -hmm. your mind and whatever and create lightning that's cosmic, and then you have the living force, which is literally the living, breathing entity that lives through all beings mm-hmm. in the galaxy um, and allows for Jedi to pass on as a force ghost. If Jedi worthy for of now. Jedi passing as a force ghost, depending on uh, you know how well they've done in life and whatnot. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of lots of Star Wars news this weekend. Today's the last day. I'm trying to check right now if there's any new updates. Is from, there not like a live stream you can watch for it? There is, but uh, they always recording they always cut around to shit on YouTube, yeah. and which is annoying. I mean, if you're not there, you shouldn't be able to see all of the nifty hidden things that only <sighs> on-site oh. viewers can see. Yes. Well, yeah, I wish I was in London, but. We had this discussion before. I'm not going to fly across the the world just so I can go to one fucking convention. If I'm flying across the that world, that sounds fucking I'm awesome. Do I don't know what's stuff. wrong with you. If I'm going to go to London, I'm there to see the sights. I'm not there to hang out at a Star Wars convention. I am absolutely 100 percent down to go to London just to go to a convention. You're a noob, but I would anyway. obviously take extra days to be able to do the other stuff as well. That way, I could enjoy it. But I absolutely would love to go just for the convention there. Why not? It's a new it's a new town. It's just like we were because saying before. Because it's just a convention because it it's a convention in buildings. That's not really that can happen anywhere. You don't have Big Ben in America. You don't have London Bridge in fucking America. That's what you go there for. That's what you should design your trip for. Going there for the convention, that's just more money for something that you could do here in 3 years when it comes back to or in the next year when it comes back to America. That's like, true, but just do that. While you have, um, while you make a fairly valid wait. point, you still could go and experience something somewhere else than here. Yeah, but I'm not going to experience a convention in another country when it happens here. Um, I would do it in another state, but not in another country. Um, you need to get more adventurous there, buddy. Shut the fuck up. I need money for that. Uh, now, going on to another Star Wars release, Tales of the Jedi mm-hmm. is getting a second season. Yep. If people haven't watched that, you need to watch it because the first season, without spoiling much, really, appro- it's it, uh, the first. It centers around two. It centers around two big characters. It centers around Ahsoka. It fills in some plot holes that were, didn't really need filling, but it, it was interesting to learn. And it centers around Count Dooku. People will once you see Count Dooku's story, you understand his character entirely. And these are very short episodes. There are only six. And after seeing it, I'm like, okay, now I understand why Dooku is the way he is, and I can sympathize with him, and I like him more for this little backstory, and mm-hmm. it makes me hate the Jedi more. And that's all I can mm-hmm. say about that. So season two would be great to have the Quinlan Boss story um, tied to it. So I'm very, I'm very excited 
for for that as well as um give me one second i'm trying to find where the fuck it was on my phone um oh jedi survivor star wars jedi survivor had a new gameplay trailer that released this week now we're talking about video games i'm fucking thrilled and i'm gonna buy it on launch because that's what i do with star wars games i can't fucking wait you're actually buying a game when it launches I only do that for special games. So for this year, it'll be Diablo four. It'll be uh, Jedi survivor. And I think there's one more game on PC. I would buy on launch for this year. But anyway, point is I'm excited because I want, I wonder if we'll see Kenobi because this takes place around the same time Kenobi does. Mm-hmm. So five years, um, AB, uh, BBY and also takes place. Actually, no, it's 10 years, baby. Why? Anyway, point is, it takes place at the same time. So I'm wondering if we'll see that cameo. The story looks really good. Cal Kestis has really matured as a character. Oh, yeah. And I really like him. Have you not He's seen any of cool. the preview stuff that's been going around this last I've week? I'm trying to hide myself because a lot of people have been showing the customization. I'd rather be surprised uh, by that. So I just stick to I just stick to the trailers. I, I try right. to avoid all the spoilers for game-related it's, stuff. It's really not a spoiler, but I won't say anything then. I was going to talk more about it. Yeah, no. I I won't. When it comes to Star Wars, no spoilies. Bro, there's literally um, not a spoiler. A spoiler would be like saying like. Cow. Say what it is. Say what it is. It's customization stuff. That's all it is. Oh, it's all yeah. decorative. It's all. I didn't want to look at it. That's what I. That's it, there's the nothing. There's about. literally nothing to there. It's it's a reason to be excited for the game more so just because you know that the options to be more decorative now are available instead of being how original Fallen Order was, where you literally got to change the color of your poncho and what poncho it was. Ponchos are life. Ponchos. It was boring. It was very, very droll. The game itself and the Uh, combat was super fun. It was very intensive. But this game looks to be a lot more of a masterful kind of... uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. You get a slower combat pace. You're not jumping around like a crackhead with a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. You're moving with intent. You're moving with actual like experience after years of Cal being a rebel in this sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, you get these customizations that are really fucking cool. You want to look yeah. like Han Solo? Go ahead. You can look like Han Solo. You know, like you get vests, yeah. you get jackets, you can change his hair. There's multiple different hairstyles. There's all sorts of different things that can make your cow feel unique to you as you want it to. Yeah. I was going to say uh, what's funny is Cameron Monaghan, uh, he came out on the celebration mm-hmm. stage and on his video and he and he's like, I, I'm not really supposed to be here, guys, but I came out here to address the 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 one thing that uh, was in the first game that I hope is in the second game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's messing with the fans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he and he's like, the mo- like the combat is great, the story is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But what I really want to know, because I think the creator of the game was there, he's like, what I really want to know is. Does it have ponchos? <laughs> and he came out with a black poncho yeah. and he left the stage by throwing it to a fan too. That's cool. Which that's awesome. Um, but yeah, he, he he went with the whole joke of that because I know everybody loved wearing the pink poncho in the fucking game. I mean, and yeah. Running around because it was, it was the one was thing pink. that made it fun. Like it was the only yeah, yeah. thing, only goofy. poncho that was cool. It, the yeah. rest of it was all the same thing, and it's it, and it, you either chose to have the poncho or not have the poncho. There was no yeah, actual decoration poncho. to what your character looked like, other than that. And even yeah, BT, and- BT didn't have anything on him either. Now you can upgrade and change how BT looks, like the actual build of the droid to customize your BT to be exactly how you want it to be. 
which is super fucking cool. It's 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 BD one. Yeah, I'm just calling it BT. BT. Oh, BD. My bad. BD one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Doesn't matter. Different letter. Doesn't matter. Look, the point is, is you can customize him. That's all that matters. It. But yeah, so that's I'm excited for that, and I'm excited. Yes, for the the cross guard lightsaber combat reminds me of the Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy fighting styles because according to the story in those games, Mm -hmm. Luke created the new Jedi Order in there. Uh, in the expanded universe, and he refined the, the seven lightsaber styles into three. You have fast, medium, and strong. And mm-hmm. so, when I see the cross guard lightsaber, it really reminds me of how when you would use the fast, the the mm-hmm. no, the strong lightsaber style, you would swing it really slowly, mm-hmm. and it would hit really hard mm-hmm. in terms of uh, attacking your enemies. But you had to be really cautious and careful of how to do that because that's essentially how you have to be when you're swinging something like mm-hmm. a claymore, which is what the cross guard lightsaber yeah. is sort of emulating in the game is a fucking claymore. You can't just go in there willy nilly waving it around like a glow stick. Um, like to be fair, it shouldn't be. A, they shouldn't have weight anyways. So no, they shouldn't. But they do it for cinematic quality because it because it's not if you if you just had like that in real life, people would just be doing this the whole time. True. And that's not really cool for fighting style. And um, I, I don't know if you or I'm sure blackout or whatever, but without ruining the surprise of what the others are, because I'm sure you already know that the three styles of, of fighting that's going to be in there yeah. included. I there's do. two extra styles that are actually really fucking cool. And I'm pretty sure oh, I'm going to yes. be playing one for sure, like all the way through. Have you heard? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you already know about the single blaster, single lightsaber style. I yep. can't fucking wait, dude. It's That's gonna be cool. so much fun. I'm just gonna be cosplaying Kirito in a Star Wars game. What the fuck? It's, no. You know how <laughs> how cool Sword Art Online made using a sword and a gun at the same time look? They made it look sword. fucking intense There's as no fuck. Guns and Sword Art yes. Online. Yes, in the second season, in the very first. That's not Sword Art Online though. Whatever gun great gun game online. Yeah, Whatever that's you want to not call even it. the same in game. The series, oh my god! In the series, name is Sword Art. So in the second season care. of Sword Art, he used a gun and a sword, and it looked really fucking cool. So I'm really hoping that it's going to be something similar to that. Fucking, something, something fluid and at the same time like accurate and deadly. That's that's why I like Ezra's lightsaber. His custom lightsaber literally had a stun a stun gun built into the handle, so he could just shoot clone troopers. And then if he didn't want to shoot them, he would just ignite the lightsaber. And just start fighting them, you know, so mm-hmm. that if you can combine different styles with swordplay, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Because it's it's more that's more realistic. Because oh, if yeah. you're just fighting over here and some guys coming up and you're busy blocking, you could just go bam and you take yeah. care of them. Exactly. You know? That's that's an that's a more um it's resourceful way of it fighting. should be an interesting way to attack the game, given that we only had the two styles prior. Um, yes, moving in with staff. Yeah. Moving into this three or this five style system with only being able to wield two styles at a time and having to switch at meditation points on the ship, et cetera, et cetera. It should actually open up for the game being a lot more um, fluid in this in the way that you want to combat things, because I would yeah. imagine that there are multiple ways to attack. You know, certain enemies had to be a fought with a dual saber because it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain enemies needed the single saber because it was best. Now for you've sure. got. Now you've got choices. So there must be different avenues, different paths you can take in combat to make up for the fact that you're not using a staff saber, make up for the yeah. fact that you're not dual wielding lightsabers or using the blaster, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, 
I'm super excited gameplay mechanic wise to see how that plays because none of the preview people got to touch the uh, the blaster and saber style. Mm-hmm. They didn't get yeah. to play with it much. They got cross saber, but they didn't get it the blaster one. So yeah. The unfortunately, the only downside to the game is the whopping 155 gigabyte size download that's required. That's uh, must suck to be a PC annoying. user. Yeah, I had to delete a lot of shit <laughs> to get it off my hard drive that I don't play anymore, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, but anywho, that's, and that's watch, basically all I... Watch uh, your game not work for the first three patches. Dude, I'm going to be so fucking upset. I'm telling like, you, the dude. Fuck? They, but they, anyway. I, I get, I, uh, going back to that conversation we had in the middle of the week about PCs and consoles being mid-PCs, mm. I understand where you're coming from. I get oh, it. Boy. But... At least my game works when I buy it on the first day. Okay. Yeah. Last of Us remake. <laughs> yeah. Last of Us remake had no problems on console as soon as we played it. Last and uh, any game that came out on console works right away. There's maybe yeah, a few. The only thing I can think of in recent history was Cyberpunk, and Cyberpunk was a fucking trash heap on the day it came out on every platform. Was was Battlefield like that too? Because Battlefield, yeah, Battlefield is always too. PC Battlefield, first. Battlefield okay. 40, 2042 was terrible when it first came out. Like yeah, the first four see, or six months, it was go. it was bad. But the, literally every other game, you guys always have problems when games come out. Because that's how ports are. If it's developed for one no, even, system, even the even the, the ports, other, coming the ports to are going to be shitty. Even the ports coming to console. Because console, these games were designed not just only for PC, but they were designed also for console. There's a, it would be different if it was like in the Last of Us case where it's a port to the PC. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. But then you've got games like Cyberpunk, which is built for PC and for console. Battlefield, which is built for PC and for console. That they have independent teams working on this, and they're not porting it. That you, you still have the problem of the first. We need, we need more couple patches get fucked yeah. up. No, we don't. We need people to fucking yes, focus. Yes, we do. The reason well, shit comes you, out all jacked you, up yeah. is like that. You don't. If no, you don't I, have the team to work on these separate projects all together, that's what I'm saying. We need more te- more companies to have split teams to perfect both versions. That way, you don't have ports at all. You just have this team worked on the PC, this team worked on the consoles, and they should work fine. And you eliminate the porting process. Given that's that would true, be way better. You then lose exclusivity to a console. Unfortunately, Which, yes, that is true. At the end of the day, needs to exist to make this ca- this community thrive because it's the only thing that's pushing everyone else to do better is the fact that my console is better than yours. Yes, but all but okay, that's not also not the driving force when it comes no, to no, no. Uh, I like like for me when it comes to consoles. What's selling me more originally? Yes, it is the exclusivity, but the other thing is the performance because, like we said before, yeah. PC the performance is locked. In you don't have to worry so much about uh, faulty uh, graphical issues as you do on PC because PC is a wider range, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's there's a lot more room for fuck ups because the graphics are not locked in on PC. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but no, at the end of the day, you know, it just it it sucks because then you've got to make sure that your graphical capabilities reach a certain point. That yes, the give the dead give on console besides the exclusivity is the fact that. <laughs> We're at an age now where console can take that next step into better graphics. We're yeah. taking those steps into 120 frames per second, 
locked in at 60 frames on almost every title that comes out, no matter what, at the very bare minimum, which let's be fucking honest. 120 and 60 frames per second doesn't really look that much different to the naked. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's literally just, it's literally just how many, who's got the bigger balls in this situation. There's there's no, there's no, I never really cared about 120, but like I, uh, given like we can't run 4k resolution at 60 frames per second perfectly still at, yeah, at the end of the tough. day the i i can barely tell the difference between 4k resolution and 2k anyways yeah 2k like, yeah yeah but you can tell the difference between 1080 for sure but oh 2K, yeah, yeah, yeah that that's why when i get another another monitor i'm not going 4k i don't need the 4k yeah, 2K, yeah. 2k that fine. looks great enough for me yeah 4K is like a super luxury. Yeah, and, and it would be nice to have it, you know, because yeah, 4K looks you don't great need... for movies. Oh watching yeah, a, watching sure. a te- watching television that's recorded in 4K that looks great. Um, ray the ray tracing, yeah, same thing. It, it's they're they're tiny, minuscule things that make the difference between these specific ecosystems. But we're all getting to that point where we're all basically playing in the same ecosystem. Oh yeah, when it comes in to it graphically. Opinion, oh. In my opinion, even even for like future, for like 8K, because I know people mm-hmm. are going to want 8K. Ugh. The only thing I can see for gaming that would need 8K is mm-hmm. Minecraft. <laughs> bro, the, an 8K Minecraft, Minecraft game bro. would just break everything. It's Man, ridiculous. The graphics out there are so hyper realistic. I have seen my, it. I actually okay. wanted to download Minecraft on my computer right. just so I could run like hyper realistic Minecraft stuff. I want to do that too, because now I have a better PC. And I haven't tried it yet. Me neither, but, but I, mean, I don't want to light my graphics card on fire as well. So, <laughs> but yeah. Um, speaking of games, Super Mario movie. Oh yeah, let's go through that. So before <laughs> we, we start we talking a little about long it, on that Star Wars, stuff. I'm doing this so I can look at my hands in the in the editing. Spoiler: in case people haven't seen it because it just came out recently. Yes. So okay. Yeah. Now that, we're going to talk you know about what? it. That's fair. I, I'm proud of you for doing yeah. that. That you you're growing as a person, and that makes me it's happy. a movie, and it was only out for a week. So shush. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. If you don't want to watch the spoilers for this, we're going to talk a little bit about the Mario it. stuff. Yeah. Uh, you might want to like uh, skip on past this. I don't know if we have timestamps, but we don't. We don't. Can I pee or no? No. Let's get this through because we're running. I have to pee though. It's running a little long here. Okay. Well, I my thoughts, I thought it was a great movie. Like in terms of like video game movies come, mm-hmm. uh, as, as, as of late, like um, Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. that was fantastic. Yeah. I never played the game and I loved it. There's, I thought this is how Pikachu a Pokemon game? movie should be. You didn't know that? There's a Detective well, Pikachu was, game? Yeah. Are you sure? I don't remember was, that. Yeah, it's called, yeah, it's literally called Detective Pikachu, known in Japan as Great Detective Pikachu. Adventure game deve- developed by Creatures Inc., published by Nintendo oh, and Pokemon Company. Oh, for the 3DS. Okay, that's why I didn't know yeah, about see? it. Got it. Yeah. So, haha, I win. But point is, that was the first out of the greats in terms of video games coming to life on the screen being mm-hmm. really, really cool. And then next, that follow that, Sonic. I fucking love the yeah, Sonic movies. Absolutely. But comparing, because people ask me, they're like, what do you think about Super Mario Bros. movie versus Sonic? I love Sonic. I love the shit out of Sonic. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool. But then I looked at this Mario movie mm-hmm. and I'm like, shit, okay, I kind of like this better in turn for a different reason yes exactly sonic i like story-wise i'm like this is fucking cool yes then for my inner child i like the super mario brothers movie because i watch it and i'm like i remember all of this shit growing up Mm -hmm. and they did such a great job making their world immersive 
because you're panning through and you're like, oh my God, there goes a herd of Yoshis. Yeah. Oh my God, there goes that fucking desert that looks very similar to the ones in, you know, Super in Mario every World 3. Super Mario game. It, yeah, yeah, that too. And then it's like, oh shit, there's fucking, there's all the Kongs. I'm like, I remember all the Kongs from the Donkey Kong Country yeah. games and whatever. Like, they, they, and and it helps with the immersion because all these characters live there. Mm-hmm. They're all in the same fucking universe. Yeah. It's not dealing with, okay, here's Mario with real life actors like mm-hmm. Sonic. That's yeah. how Sonic is done. Yeah. That's not how Super Mario's done. They found and I a, thought it was really good. They found a way to take their own creative force onto it and actually yeah. make it work. Doing it through Illumination Studios gave them the the power they needed to make an actual good animated film. Oh, yeah. And regardless of it being like a lot of people I know critic wise, like critic, critic, movie critics aren't giving it the best of ratings because it is just what it is. It is a kid's movie. It's a video game kid's movie. It's all about the nostalgia factor for it. So people like us who have played Super Mario since we were tiny, tiny childs, we love it because we see our whole childhood growing up through that movie. We're just like, oh, I remember this. I remember that. That's cool. This, that. Listen to that song. You heard that song? They played this song. Oh, my God. Peach's Castle. Oh, my God. This is great. This is it it was a good run for us. And I think it's the good or it's the best way that Nintendo could have opened up for building up this universe of their IPs in movie in cinematics. Yeah, I hope that the Donkey Kong movie will be just as good as this. I don't know Me what too. they're going to do with it, but I can I I have faith now after seeing this and knowing how well it went. I have faith that the movie can turn out to be exactly what we want it to be. Or it'll be exactly uh, it'll be the funniest thing ever because of the fun. The best part of the movie was <laughs> fucking <laughs> says, Ro- says, says Rogan's, Rogan's Donkey Kong laugh is, Donkey is Kong. kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, what the fuck? They had to put it in there. It was too good. But they they did a good job of building the characters and giving us a story. Yes. It it builds up this lore for the Super Mario world that we didn't have before. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know, like, a lot of the fucking, uh, any of the fucking lore. I didn't know any. I didn't know that Bowser, uh, it was established, I think, in Super Mario Odyssey that, um, or or Galaxy, one of the two Mm -hmm. that they told, my friends told me, that he had an MO of marrying Peach. Yeah. That's why he's always kidnapping her. Now, yeah, now it explains why. Because before it was like, why does he want Peach? He's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, he actually has a fucking wedding suit and he wants to fucking marry I this loved person. seeing them in the wedding suits because that's a great callback to Mario Odyssey. Apparently it it's is. It's yeah. so fucking cool. I was so happy to see Bowser in his wedding suit. It was so fucking dope. That was neat. It was great. And the Jack Black singing the songs was. Yeah, that was, was so hilarious. Funny. And the fucking. The Lumali, I had to Google what that yeah. thing was. The thing was so emo. Dude, no. <laughs> that thing was not emo. It was nihilistic. It was It was very nihilistic. Absolutely ready to die. It, it it was so good. I thought because we saw the Lumali, I thought we were going to be able to see Rosalina in this movie. So mm. I was like ho- I was holding out hope for that post-credit scene and the mid-credit scene that Rosalina was going to show up and take her Lumali with her and be like, "Well, there you are." And that was going to open up the next series. I don't know but where they're going to go for the second movie, but I know it's going to be freaking awesome. Well, yeah, we're getting the fucking Yoshi in the mm-hmm. next movie because the green egg yep, yep. is underneath Brooklyn. It's like, oh, oh my God. But I wonder That's how they're going to, cool. I wonder what they're going to do for it. You know, like, because yeah. now this cinematic universe has to have its own lore because uh, oh, yeah, according to sure. Super Mario lore, the green Yoshi is what carried the baby everybody through the mushroom kingdom when they were kids and took care of them. The Yoshis took care of Mario, Luigi and Peach. 
How they gonna just- how they gonna swap it around this time? I'm just glad they didn't fucking go the 1993 route of a giant green raptor. Yeah, God, that was yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> there they were there were just there was a million and one references in this movie that we probably should make a specific cast about just so we can gush on this movie. It doesn't even have to be a long one. It could be like a quick episode. I, I don't oh, care. Yeah. But we'll we'll draw back on that some other time. Point is, the movie was great. I, I'm really excited for this, and I hope that the series of Nintendo movies leads to a Super Smash Brothers movie, because if it doesn't, oh, I might cry. Yeah. I, I might that, physically cry if it doesn't happen. I'd cry too. I'm like, I want to see them all They fight. did. They did Super Mar- They did Smash Brothers moves. Like, in the end, when... Um, they're fighting the down Luigi. B? Yes. No. God, I was like the, the down smash or whatever. Yeah, they did they did the called. the spike smash or the spike shot. That, that There you go. Yeah. That little like overhead punch that Mario and Luigi do. Oh, it was so and, cool and, when I saw And it. when I saw DK when he was fighting uh uh Mario in the fucking arena, I'm like, okay, these are smash moves. Oh yeah. Right fucking here. I love that yeah, shit. Yeah. I was like, I was, was super great. happy. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. It was it was a good time. It was a great movie. I'll definitely watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um Me too. But yeah. Super psyched. I, I have super big hopes for the future of those series. Me too. I also didn't know lore wise. I mean, I should have known because Koopas, you know, you see them, they go in their mm-hmm. shells, they come out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that applied to the blue shell. That was cool yeah. when the blue shell oh, yeah. guy was in his cart and he's like, uh-uh. uh uh, he goes in his yeah. shell and he hits the, the leader. I'm like, what the fuck? That was great. That's cool. The blue shell, the blue shell thing was a neat little Lord at lore ad that I enjoyed. That was so cool. Oh man, we could talk about this stuff forever, but we don't have forever, unfortunately. No, we, we only have the time that's given to us, and it's usually about an hour. But we ran it long today because it was really fun to talk about all of this, and we got stuck on Star mm-hmm. Wars. You Star start, Wars. You start talking about Star Wars, you're going to lose us easily. Yeah, especially. Uh, but <laughs> if you're still here, thank you very much for tuning in. That's all we've got for today. I hope you guys enjoy your week. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the Star Wars news that's going to come out. The rest of today on Sunday. This dude's got to go to the bathroom. But if you want to catch us, go ahead and go onto YouTube and search youtube.com slash for the geeks podcast. You can also find us on twitch.tv slash for the geeks games in the link tree at the bottom. You can find the links for all of our socials for the geeks with two S's on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find our Patreon. If you want to join it, we're going to start posting more videos on it. I swear to God, don't think I'm not lying about that. And We'll start getting a little bit more varied content onto there. But for now, we're going to call it there. It's been a good time, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversations. If you got anything, leave it in the comments. If you don't, give us a like, subscribe, and a follow. And until next time, Sniffles will kiss you to sleep. No. Good night. (laughs)